Hello, lovely listeners, and welcome to COVID Tales. I'm your host, Matthew Abbott, and for today's episode, I will guide you through a tale of working online and romantic relationships during this time of social distancing. This tale of discovery and perseverance is a tale about my brother, who was just starting his first big-time job outside of college when this pandemic hit. He's joining me today to tell you what that was like. So, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Josh. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm Matt's brother. Uh, older brother. And what do you do for a living? What do I do for a living? Uh, well, I do a lot of things. I eat, I drink. Um, I breathe. This all sustains my existence. In addition to that, I work at Accenture, which is a tech consulting company, uh, so that I could actually pay bills. Okay. So what was it like starting a job at Accenture um, in person and then suddenly having to switch to everything being online? It was a godsend. (laughs) Well, it was great uh, joining in person because I met some amazing people in my start class. Um, it was a really good group of people and we'd go out and have fun together and stuff. And when I first joined my actual, I didn't actually do work for the first several months. So then it was just like a lot of fun. Um, cause I wasn't assigned to a project. And then as soon as I got assigned to a project, my commute was an hour and a half both ways. Uh, and, uh, that only lasted for like not even two weeks. And then COVID happened. Um, so I was actually super grateful for that because that saved me um, 15 hours a week of commuting, which is really good. Mm. Um, I've actually really enjoyed working from home. So it's like I got the benefit of meeting people who I'm going to be friends with. And then I get the benefit of working from home as well. So I save a lot of money and I get more sleep and just like more personal time. Okay. But what was it like not being able to talk with your coworkers in person? What was that like? Um, not bad at all, honestly. I mean, <clears throat> we use Teams, uh, which is a Microsoft application for collaborating virtually. And it's really effective. I mean, if I ever have a question, I'll just like hit someone up. I guess there's less small talk, but that time is replaced with me doing things that I'd want to do for my life and stuff. So it's not bad at all. Hmm. And went on well what was sorry. <clears throat> went on calls and stuff like that. I mean you still have like chit chat. So it's not really that bad. Hmm. What was it like having to social distance in general once this thing really started to kick off? I didn't like it. And I think you could attest to this uh at the beginning of quarantine i was going crazy because i'm super extroverted and i wasn't seeing anybody just stuck at home all the time and it was driving me off the walls um since then it's gotten better but um yeah initially it was kind of a shock yeah and i i noticed that ever since you started 
spending more time with Sonali, things have definitely your whole entire mood has been a lot better. So do you want to talk about uh, meeting her and like how that relationship has developed? Yeah, um, just to give the people at home some context, Sonali's my girlfriend who I met at Accenture. And she's super happy that I'm talking about her on this podcast and publishing all this information for the world to hear. Um, but yeah, she's great. Uh, I think if I didn't have her in my life, I would have gone insane. For real. And I, the process is our, was starting before we started talking and stuff and hanging out. Um, and yeah, I think that relationship has benefited both of us. Like we both have grown a lot from being in it and that's just really nice. And uh, we're really good for each other. Not to brag or anything. So what was it like dating someone during this pandemic as opposed to other girls they dated with when you didn't have to worry about social distancing? Yeah, you savage. I'm kidding. Um, <clears throat> well, it's like every relationship is different. And I'd say each relationship I've had has been like a growing experience. Like the first ones were like, really childish and like i don't know it's like every 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 thing like that like i've learned a lot um so i'd say this is the best relationship i've ever had i've also would say that she's my best friend as well so it's like it's really ideal and i'd honestly say that uh covid helped because it made us both more available it was a lot easier just to like hang out together and we weren't doing anything else, so it was just like we were able to really dive into each other and um, connect. So I'm really grateful for it. Mm-hmm. So I remember you talking about how on some weekends you decide to go with Sonali or go with some other friends to some place, like maybe. Um, what was one of the places? It was it was a couple New hours Hampshire. away. Was it Pittsburgh? Oh. Well, yeah. yeah. So I've gone to like New Hampshire, Maine, Conshohocken, Pennsylvania, um, and uh, maybe some other places. Yeah, some other places in Pennsylvania as well. Yeah. So, like, what was the thought process of deciding to do this when COVID was happening? Like, did you think that? Oh, it's safe enough now, or what was that? I like? just live for the danger, you know. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, so it's strategic. Well, it's like you can't just stay in one place all the time. At least, like, I can't. Like, I'm gonna go crazy. So it's like I still want to live my life. So these excursions, um, were done with COVID in mind. Like, we never went anywhere south because, um, like southern states were taking COVID less seriously and had a lot more cases. So we only traveled to northern states uh, where the case count was lower. And then we would do remote activities like hiking and outdoor stuff. So it's like less risk as well. Um, never got sick. So I don't regret anything. Yeah, so it obviously uh-huh. worked out. Um, well, yeah, what was it like? cultivating your relationships during this time because it must have been awkward not just or not being able to just hang out with people like 
or did you just do that? Uh, did you not worry so much? About well, it's like <clears throat> have a lot of friends, have a core group of friends, several core groups of friends, and then the rest are it's like we're friendly, but it's not like that contact really sustained on a regular basis. But my main friend group from college, one fun thing that we did, we would do weekly Zoom calls, and um, we would take turns roasting one of the members of the group. Uh, <laughs> so we had the Google Forms. We'd all submit and roast, and then every week I would read off the roast against uh, that person of the week, and we all roasted each other. So it, it gave us something to look forward to throughout the week, and then after that we did some like presentations on just like fun stuff. Um, so that was nice, and then. Yeah, I'd say that's really the main thing. And just like a lot of video calls with people. A lot of video calls. I remember at one point, I, uh, in, in my dreams, or one of my dreams, instead of hanging out with someone in person, one of my friends, uh, I was just talking to him on Zoom in my dream. And to me, that was so bizarre. I was like, that's the only way that we've interacted for so long. That's how I dreamt about him. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Uh, to, to shift gears a little bit, I was wondering, so for those who don't know, my brother has gotten a golden retriever mm, puppy. Yeah. And she, her name is Sunny, and she is the most adorable thing okay, in the world. Crazy. And, yeah. <laughs> and I was wondering, oh. <laughs> Sorry. Or you? Yeah, you're good. Oh, I was gonna say, I was wondering. So, what was the process of deciding to get Sunny? Like, how did that work? Well, I've wanted that? a dog uh, for a very long time. I was tempted to get one in college, but I knew it wasn't the right time because I could barely afford to feed myself, let alone an animal. Um, and then after moving out like it's it was on my mind for a while but i wanted to hold off because i had plans or i in my mind i thought it'd be cool to try to travel the world for a year straight um but then um eventually i, I had to talk with sonali we were talking about ways that we could travel in a controlled way where we'd still be getting in income and like it's better balance as opposed to just like immersing like that into into just the unknown so uh, once that was more of off the table, I was going to travel the world for a year. I couldn't get a dog uh, because it's like <laughs> I can't. Dad and Robin wouldn't take a dog just for a whole year or something like that. Um, so as soon as that plan changed, I was like, oh, I could just get a dog now. It's really fun. Um, and she came at the right time. It was actually crazy. Um as soon as I got her, I got her on like a Saturday. That following Monday, I wasn't able to work because of some like logistical issues uh, at work. And I didn't work for two weeks. So, and I still got paid. So then I, I got, it's like I got paid to raise her. Like in that time, it, like it covered all the expenses of getting her too. <laughs> so it was kind of crazy. Uh, just the timing of everything is so perfect. Um. So I was like, wow, you know, I got paid to raise a puppy. Um, and she's doing well. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's definitely the life. It's not without um, its work. 
but it is rewarding. Mm. Yeah. yeah, speaking of the work that you put into raising this puppy, how did you learn like the best way to uh, train this dog? YouTube. <laughs> Lots of YouTube videos. Um, like for a week before I got her, I was just watching stuff nonstop to like know what's up. And then I also have several friends who bought puppies this year, so I hit them up and asked for advice. And that was about it. Well, what do you think was the most useful piece of advice that you got? Uh, crate training um, is something that I should do. That is definitely the most useful. Because uh, I wasn't really aware of it before. Um, and historically, we haven't done that. But it's it's a lifesaver. Um, like, without it, it would just be complete chaos. It helps a lot with potty training. She sleeps in it overnight. Um and then it's like, well, I'm gone. She's in the crate, so she's not like tearing anything up. Yeah. Do you want to talk also a little bit about how you've trained her to like ring mm-hmm. a bell whenever she wants to go out? Yeah. So um, a couple of my neighbors mentioned this. Uh, Sonali gave me a bell from her house, uh, coincidentally. So I was like, okay, I have this bell. My neighbors are talking about bell training. I'm a bell trainer. And so I, I put in a bell next to the door where it's like a boop level where she could boop it. And, um, yeah, she, she built the connection pretty quick. Like I would have her hit it every time she wants to go outside. Um, and then now it's to a point where, um, if she needs to use the bathroom or wants to go outside, she'll just go and like hit the bell. And that lets me know that she needs to go out. Yeah, just the image of that in my mind. I'm I'm just like, oh my it's, god, I want to die on, of of acuteness cute. overload. And very useful. Hmm. Yeah, I was just inserting a pause there because, like, um, I think that was good. Um, I might ask you some more questions later if you don't mind. If I come to think of any, but I think. And also, like, I might need to do one or two questions again, because, like, sometimes we talk at the same time. Um, You don't want to have a podcast of just interrupting each other nonstop? Sorry. No, no, let me let you talk. Sorry. If it was... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. How embarrassing. Um, Oh, my gosh. Leave that in. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, but I'll, but we we can do that n- not today, yeah. you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks for um. Of doing course, this. it's fun talking to you. Yeah, it's it's fun mm-hmm. doing this. I, I like making the podcast. That Is this for class? Or okay, uh, yeah. that's neat. Yeah, it's like um, uh. The, the way that he presented it was like basically a you have to make a digital artifact mm. and what that is is very vague intentionally so people have made like websites and stuff like that and all sorts that's, of things you know, like and, I'm gonna make a podcast cool. yeah cause like that was one of the things that he mentioned that some people have mm-hmm. done before and I was like that sounds cool 
Because at first I was like, I want to make a game. But then I was like, that sounds hard. <laughs> like, I don't know Making a game that. is a lot of work, so, man. And um, I honestly don't think that most game engines would run on your computer. Um, well, maybe Unity. I've, I tried Unity on my old computer, and it would just, like, freeze. Well, that might have just been mine. I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong with yours, but... Yeah, your computer was like dying. It died several times. <laughs> <laughs> I had to yeah. get the hard drive replaced like three or four times. Uh, uh, that was awesome. Anyways, um, yeah, man, thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you go. How dare you? <laughs> Am I the best mm-hmm. guest you've ever had? Or the worst guess you've ever had and you have to choose one yeah yeah you don't want to say that because like dad's also been a guest <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. you, don't want to tell, you don't want to say i'm better than dad you know, it's like awkward if it was just like some rando yeah I'd be like, that random person yeah, fuck that bitch. I assume you're gonna keep this in the segment. <laughs> yeah, especially what yeah. I just said. Um, well, it's on recording, so you know. Now the FBI can blackmail me into doing whatever they want. <laughs> okay, Matt. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> yeah. See ya. Love you. Bye. Damn. Love you too. Bye. Bye. In the next episode, I'll be interviewing someone who is a professor at my university and what their experience was like having to switch to teaching online. I'll see you then.